Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spacek. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash cinepunks that is c-i-n-e-p-u-n-x you can also check out these great sponsors like essex coffee roasters essex coffee roasters offers specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience essex is committed to accessible quality coffees offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers they believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee And right now, if you use the code CINEPUNKS, you'll get 10% off. Also, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but maybe also the world. They are personable and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them online at xlvacx.com. All right. Time for the setup and the getting to know you question. And I, I think this will be easier to explain saying it than it was for me to try to write it down in our notes but because in this in the movie that we're covering today we see someone whose life is turning out much much differently than she anticipated when she was like 18 or 19 so my question for you is what aspect of your life now would your 19 year old self be like the most disappointed by as far as like oh god that's lame I feel like there's a lot like my 19 year old self would be like super hyped about in in terms of how my life is now at 43. But I think they would be most disappointed in like the number of times I decide not to do things that are awesome and fun just because Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I realized like when I was younger, I mean, and I, I feel like this is like anybody who like had it a fun like late teens, early twenties experience is like the number of times you would just be like, I'll sleep later. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm tired and I won't have fun. Yeah, like this there, is later. I have nothing to prove anymore. And I think that's like this I think that would be the thing like 19 year old me would be like man you're just like you could do it but you're not like so you're just gonna like go to bed you're gonna stay home and watch tv instead of going out and doing x y or z and i was like yeah man like i got work in the morning like (laughs) uh i i I, like the idea of like being responsible i would find terribly terribly uncool as opposed to like the what i did when i was 19 which is like if I went out, like I would go out, do stuff with it, knowing full well, like you have to be at work at whatever time in them or class or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're going to be miserably hungover, like, and nobody cares. Like everybody, like any responsible person is just like, you did this to yourself, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I put in my time. I'm good. You? I mean, exact same. My 19-year-old self would be very disappointed in what time I average going to bed. And yes, the fact, like, just how many shows I miss because I'm just like, that starts when? And there's how many bands on the bill? So I'll be out till 
when? No, no, I'm not. I can't. There's not chairs there. No, I am not doing it. I'm not standing for, you know, six hours. I'm not waiting in line for the bathroom. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. So yes, all the fun things I miss because it's, I'm tired and it doesn't sound comfortable and I've seen enough largely. (laughs) It's so weird to think that like when I was 19, like I was driving like an old pickup with a manual transmission, like a not great CD player and no air conditioning. And I would drive from Lawrence to Kansas city to see shows all the time. Or like in the summer when I was back at my parents' house to Lawrence or Kansas Mm -hmm. city to see shows and now I have a, a vehicle with air conditioning and comfortable seats and like, and I'm just like, I'm not fucking driving an hour. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And thinking about driving at night, like I am to getting to that age where I'm like, I just rather not drive that far at night, which has got to be the lamest because I can, there's no, I don't have any, you know, vision problems or anything that prevent me from driving at night. I'm just. It's I'm tired and it's dangerous and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I just don't just have become tired. Honestly, it's true. We're tired. It's never the drive there that's the problem. It's the drive home that you don't want to make. Yep. We I've did never... all of our rocking and rolling all night. As my wife frequently says, she's like, we've never regretted going to a show. And I was like, no, but I have definitely like been like not even like a like oh we had a beer or something and we we're driving home it's just like it's 11 o'clock and we've mm-hmm. been going you know we got up and we've been going since seven o'clock and yeah driving and you're gonna tired... get up at seven o'clock again even though you don't have to some days you just are because that's just what your body has done to you yeah yeah i'm curious as to like what other people i i i i'm curious as to how many other people are just like yeah same yeah like, I also like to joke that like that's why I've shifted more of my focus from music to movies is because movies I can sit down and you know watch kind of on my own schedule and then I think every week I'm going to go to Friday Night Frights which is hosted by Nightmare Junkhead at Screenland and and then I look and I'm like but it's at 9 30 and that's pretty late actually to go for a movie so I try very often to go to Friday Night Frights and I succeed very rarely <laughs> oh I, all right all right other old people chime in yeah or other young people tell us how how much you're disappointed in us if we have any young listeners oh yeah i want to i want to hear from like just like you're doing you have what opportunity like i yeah, feel free to interrogate us as to the yes. opportunities that we're turning down i assure you they're probably kind of, you would you would be very upset that we have the disposable like this isn't even like an old person brag but it's just the like we have the disposable income and time mm-hmm. to be able to do this and like vacation and like flexible schedule yep <laughs> and we're still just like yeah but couch yeah occasional opportunities for maybe like a, an after party where someone really cool might be there and you're like yeah but i'm i'm tired though <laughs> if i didn't meet him yet i probably don't need to <laughs> oh yeah i can't wait to hear the responses to that one yeah yell at us on twitter please
And now it is time for New Nightmares, our roundup of trailers new to streaming, coming soon to theaters, so on and so forth. Julie, what do you have for us first? We're still in a weird time of not much news, so I think our list is chaotic today. So I picked the most chaotic one to start with, which is Mad Heidi. Uh, This is a reimagining of the traditional Swedish tale of Heidi, except she's fighting fascists. No, she's fighting cheese fascists. (laughs) <laughs> who only will allow certain types of cheese i think is the whole premise the trailer is the red band trailer if you can get your hands on it um it's bloody someone's head explodes just right away the synopsis is in a dystopian switzerland that has fallen under the fascist rule of an evil cheese tyrant heidi lives a pure and simple life in the swiss alps grandfather adolfi does his best to protect Heidi, but her desire for freedom soon lands her in trouble with the director's henchmen. When pushed too far, the innocent Heidi transforms into a kick-ass warrior who sets out to liberate her country from the heinous cheese fascists. Mad Heidi is an action-adventure exploitation extravaganza based on the popular children's book character Heidi, and it's the world's first Swissploitation film. And it's getting a Fathom Events theatrical release one day, one time only, Wednesday, June 21st at 7 p.m. Check your local listings to see if you can also be there to see the fondue boarding. I love slash hate all of the stuff that is being made from the things that are slowly but regularly coming into the public domain. Mm-hmm. I mean, This looks look... more fun than Blood and Honey. It does. It looks, I mean, it's an interesting cast. I mean, Casper Van Dien looks like he is having the time of his life. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it looks extraordinarily stupid, but it also looks, I kind of want to see if I can make it out to go see this in the theater. Yeah, same. It, it looks incredibly stupid and I am here for it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm always down for something Dumb. It looks stupid in a way that it knows it's being stupid, and uh-huh. that's the key. Yeah, it looks like uh, I can't remember. Uh, like, what is it? Cell Block Forty Three or something like that. Um, I I can't even remember. There, there is there is uh, another director who does like a series of very like obvious like exploitation knockoffs that know that they're knockoffs and just like lean into it, and mm-hmm. that makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dumb fun, um, there is an upcoming zombie action movie called Day Zero featuring former MMA fighter Brandon Vera. I don't know what that is, but um, it is directed by Joey de Guzman of the ghosting fame. Uh, it is a Filipino action thriller. Uh, it's releasing digitally May 23rd, so it's out now and hits Blu-ray and DVD on July 11th. The summary, uh, after serving eight incident-free years in prison, a former elite soldier is released, finally free to reunite with his estranged wife and young daughter. However, he re-enters civilization only to discover that the outside world has been completely overtaken by a dangerous virus with terrifying effects on the human body. Chased by hordes of the undead, he races races through the dangerous urban landscape in a final desperate attempt to redeem himself and rescue his family. Um, There's not like a trailer or anything, but there is like a clip of him just shooting a bunch of zombies. Um, It's just a clip of shooting. It gets it gets a little tiresome, but like the special effects look pretty legit, and 
uh you know good like uh the, the john wick style gunfu and there's some pretty awesome like the stills look make it look a, a lot of fun looks like there's some prison action looks like there's like crazy car chase sequences uh mm-hmm. i mean i'm always down to check out like i mean you know sometimes you get army of the dead sometimes you don't yeah <laughs> i'm always willing to take a chance and if you're an MMA fan, maybe you're a fan of this guy that we've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's a much less chaotic trailer that I think we can both get behind. It is a trailer for the new Ted Gagan, uh, Ted Gagan period piece, Brooklyn 45, set in 1945. In the film, Friday, December 27th, 1945, five military veterans gather in the ornate parlor of a Brooklyn brownstone. Best friends since childhood, they've reunited to support their troubled host when his invitation for cocktails turns into an impromptu seance. The metaphoric ghosts of their past become all too literal. Trapped in their host's lounge, the greatest generation now finds themselves put to one final test, with their only route to freedom being more bloodshed. Um, This stars Anne Ramsey, Ezra Buzzington, Jeremy Holm, Larry Fessenden. Uh, And I actually got to see this at Panic Fest, so I can tell you that it's good and Ted was there, so he spoke a bit about it. It's really personal to him, and his dad had a lot of input on it before he passed away, so really personal to him for that reason, too. It's something that'll be worth seeing. It hits Shudder on June 9th, so that's pretty soon. I'm really excited to see this. I mean, like, obviously, a big fan of both Mohawk and We Are Still Here, Um, and just um, generally Ted Gangan as a person. Uh, but yeah, like the, and the trailer is put together in like such a great way that like you want to see it because you like what you see in the trailer, but also because of like the questions it raises. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, we see a lot of trailers that either reveal like way too much or, um, like, (laughs) like, like day zero are just, you know, like out of context clips. And it's so awesome to get to like see something that's just like, oh, this, it ticks all the boxes. Yeah, it truly does reveal just enough because having seen it, I was like, okay, what's the trailer going to be? And I was like, oh, okay, like there's a whole part. Like if you haven't seen it, that, you know, any, any hint of it in the trailer is going to pass right over you. You're not going to even, and then it becomes a whole part of the movie. So there's a lot going on that isn't necessarily shown in the trailer that's going to be you know going to keep you on your toes it's definitely a yeah a perfectly cut trailer excellent and you know being a period piece and and a one room it's all kind of a one room piece makes it really interesting but the the set dressing and everything is really great and the costuming it all really works together so we got a teaser trailer um for the um movie um sister death aka hermana muerte which is the sequel to veronica um that came out a while back via netflix uh from director uh paco plaza um uh the we you we also got the summary um which reveals way more than the actual like teaser trailer does yeah um the the summary is in post-war Spain, uh Narcisa 
a young novice with supernatural powers arrives at a former convent now a school for girls to become a teacher as the days go by the strange events and increasingly disturbing situations that will torment her that torment her will eventually lead her to unravel the terrible skein of secrets that surround the convent and haunt its inhabitants uh, i appreciate a the use of the word skein and also the fact that I think this will finally get me to actually watch Veronica, uh, because I it's one of those that I meant to see, and then it just kind of like slipped from my mind, and I had totally forgotten about it. And now I'm just like, ooh. But uh, it premieres at the Sikis, uh Film Festival, um, which runs October 5th through the 15th. Um, so that's going to be a minute, probably, before we'll ever get to see it then. Yeah. yeah, I was just sitting here trying to remember if I've watched Veronica. I feel like like usually I will not miss a Spanish language horror movie because it's kind of my catnip, but I don't think I did watch it. But maybe I did and I just can't remember because that happens as well and it has nothing personal to do with any of the movies. I just have a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I'm I'm I remember hearing about it when it first hit Netflix and everybody's like, watch it, and then it Yeah. Put that on the list. All right, next up. The world is going to tell us that this isn't a horror movie, but we don't have a lot to talk about, so we're talking about it, and you know what? It looks pretty horror-adjacent to me, which is Killers of the Flower Moon. Everybody's been waiting for this from Martin Scorsese. We finally got a trailer, probably like right after we recorded last, so this feels a bit like old news to us, but it's new news to us telling you about it, at least. Um based on a book of the same name in 1920s Oklahoma the Osage Nation were the richest people per capita in the world after oil was discovered under their land and then they were murdered one by one as the death toll rose the newly created FBI took up the case and unraveled a chilling conspiracy and one of the most monstrous crimes in American history um it'll be in theaters October wait Limited theaters October 6th, wide release October 20th, so we have some time to wait. I'm guessing we will get more trailers, and y'all know it looks good. Uh, I'll count it. Uh, it. It is it is based on a, a true crime novel, mm-hmm. so um, I figured that is that is definitely adjacent to what we do. Uh, I've read the book. Uh, it is. I was going to ask that. Um, the book's fantastic. I have heard from uh, because my my wife has many many native friends um who have like gotten to see it uh, um like in like sneaks and stuff like that a lot of the complaints are that it is kind of a white savior narrative mm-hmm. which yeah, is tracks which tracks with martin scorsese like i'm sure it's going to be a mm-hmm. great movie but like the book is it's horrifying like it 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 it's like one of those things that you read about and it's just like how have I never heard of this? Um, mm-hmm. And strangely, much like uh, the the bombing of Black Wall Street happened in Oklahoma in the early 1900s, and they just yeah. kind of you don't find out about it until a century later. Oklahoma down there holding some secrets. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, the book's great. The cast of this is just like dummy good. Um, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... yeah. Like evidently the casting call for this, like down there was just like crazy. Like and the, the I, extras they got. I knew someone who got to, I don't know, maybe they lived around there. Um, just kind of happened upon this, I guess the set 
that they built and got to like kind of take some pictures legally they didn't break any rules or anything but you know just really neat looking like how much they create the world for these sorts of things is really cool and sort of like the really cool stuff is like i feel like the the main cast is um like the the real you know draw but i feel for like fans of film such as you and myself like it's the supporting roles that are crazy because like it's got a tantu cardinal who has been in like a ton of stuff like up in canada um but also it's got jason isbell sturgill pat healy um jack white larry fessenden um uh oh also um uh tatanka means is in it um who is uh really uh fascinating uh actor uh who had you've you know who he is even if you don't know who he is because he was in like maze runner in a million ways to die in the west so um yeah i'm more excited excited. like the supporting cast than anything else for sure i totally had forgotten that yeah music all the musicians in it for (laughs) example i love jason isbell i love jack white i love sturgis it's gonna be exciting and because it doesn't come out till October, in theory, I could get the book read before it. We'll see if I do. I'm not the most, you know, I'm not the I'm not the quickest reader and the most stick to it with books. That's why I'm always like, Nick, did you read it? Because I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 have, I am also either like reading a ton or there's a lot of um very like aspirational reading yeah. material laying around. I should get the audio book because then I can still do all of my little old lady crafts while listening to the book <laughs> yeah uh so disney is uh going back to the haunted mansion um uh, for like the third time yeah i had to put it back on there because we just didn't have much to talk about and it was a new trailer <laughs> uh yeah so uh disney's new uh live action haunted mansion movie uh hits theaters july 28th and is rated pg-13 directed by dear white people and bad hairs justin simeon um based on the you know very popular disney attraction uh in this mysterious adventure a doctor and her nine-year-old son looking to start a new life move into a strangely affordable mansion in new orleans only discover that the place is much more than they bargained for excuse me desperate for help they contact a priest who in turn enlists the aid of a widowed scientist turned failed paranormal expert a french quarter psychic and a crotchety historian uh legit the more uh trailers i see for this like the more i'm like i'm gonna go yeah also this trailer made me go oh some kids are gonna get scarred on this one some (laughs) kids are gonna go into this thinking it's disney it's pg-13 it's fine and there's some scary looking stuff in there i feel like this is this year is going to be the year where disney uh commits a lot of kinder trauma because uh Mm -hmm. as i mentioned before we we got on mic we went and saw guardians of the galaxy volume three yesterday and um i am a grown-ass man uh, who has been to therapy and that movie made me ugly cry hard and i, I can't imagine what it did to cried me. almost through the entire movie it was more crying than hope floats which was the previous winner for earliest and most lengthy cry during a movie <laughs> uh there is also the first ever marvel fuck it, uh used brilliantly um and uh, a, a scene that uh, is one of the more gruesome, like facial injuries I've seen, and I've seen a, I've seen almost every single uh, Lucio Fulci movie. So, like, I know, I know some face yeah. damage. 
Yeah, James Gunn clearly got his way with that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Disney's going hard, and I'll allow it. Very, very excited for it. Yeah, July twenty eighth on that one. You might have said it, but all right, this is another one we've talked about a couple of times, but we're talking about again because there's not much news. Which is we got a second trailer for the Blackening. Um, you know, we've told you about it. We're excited about it. It comes out on June sixteenth for Juneteenth weekend. It, uh, let me find the synopsis in here. Maybe we don't even have a synopsis because we've talked about it so many times. It's a group of black friends who go to a cabin in the woods and, you know, they can't all die first. That's the tagline. Uh, they're forced to play. Oh, here we go. They're forced to play a twisted game and, you know, kind of decide in what order they're going to die. The trailer, this, this new trailer, it's got, it's obviously uh, been recorded at like some advanced screening. So it's got that night vision of the audience. And, you know, we all know it's it's just a different thing to watch a horror movie with a black audience. It's just a, a different cultural movie watching experience. So they're really playing that up in the trailer and encouraging lots of yelling and interaction with this movie in the theaters, which I think will make it more fun. I am so excited to see this just because like I mean I I enjoyed the original short and mm -hmm. it but oh man like so like June 16th like that weekend sees the release I'm looking at the at, like we were when we were at the movies last night we we're like June 16th is like a big day release day it's like they're gonna have to clear out every everything that's playing right now you need to see before like by June 15th because that weekend the flash Elemental, the new Pixar movie, The Blackening, mm -hmm. and uh, Asteroid City, uh, Wes Anderson's latest, all hit theaters. Dang. Well, <laughs> and I, I, I know I'll be choosing those. The Blackening, but yes, all of them are exciting. Yeah, this looks fun. I'm really excited for this one. I actually think I probably won't even go to Screenland for this one. I think this one's a Cinemark. I got to go to Cinemark for this one. It's a different vibe there. Yeah. It's a, a much more... Sure, shout along. Bring your kids. Who cares? Let's get crazy. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm I'm hyped to see this in a theater. Um, which is mm -hmm. like I like this is not like one I want to watch at home. This is one I want to see with a crowd. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh and our final bit of news is um uh, we're both big fans of Terror Vision, um, the video mm -hmm releasing company and record label uh run by ryan from grace Graveface records um they have been putting out tons of stuff because they now have brad henderson uh formerly of vinegar syndrome with them um and they uh, like literally this couple weeks ago right after we recorded put up a list of 50 hints of things <laughs> that they have coming out uh over like the next year uh and it includes things like lost 80s shot on video collection 2007 horror comedy blu-ray premiere uh 80s uh late 80s slasher early 90s sci-fi horror premiering on blu-ray modern day slasher blu-ray premiere shot on video 2011 giallo blu-ray premiere uh it is a a a obscene like amount of riches um they 
also announced like they're putting out uh Shrigala, which is the Indonesian um kind of sort of Friday the 13th knockoff that I think every like makes that you know weird listicles all the time. Mm-hmm. But here's the way it works. They have the Terror Vision Video Club. You can get the next 10 titles for $225, the next 20 titles for $427, and so on and so forth. Up to for $1,000, you can get their next 50 titles, uh, which is like $20 per movie. The thing um, is, it's a good deal, but when you put it that way, it's aggressive to look at. <laughs> like, it, is, it does mean, it, I think that also covers shipping. Um, so that's, that is kind of a nice deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got a grand just sitting around, I might as well hop in there. There's bound to be something. And uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, you don't pay for uh, shipping, and you get a video club T-shirt, which looks pretty freaking sweet. Um, it is definitely I, the ultimate horror. Yeah, horror uh, club. <laughs> if I did this, my wife would be very upset. I would be very upset with myself. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, what can I justify here? I and especially given that, you know, they're you're paying before you know exactly what it is. Like, it's mm-hmm. probably all going to be at least entertaining, but you just don't know what's coming. I don't know. It's it's scary. It's, it's <laughs> a, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, I want to support them, and I do throw them a lot of money. Um, here and there. Um putting on a title that will be an upcoming episode of this very podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you have that money, send it their way. Um, they they yeah. jam these things full of extras. Uh, and great, great packaging. They're awesome people. You'll still be able to buy them single, right? Like if you yeah. don't get in it, you'll still be able to do it. It's just you won't even have to think about it if you join the club. You just get uh, really awesome good. mail all the time. Yeah. I was trying to do the, you know, how everything you buy now, there's like Klarna where you could split it into four payments. So I was doing that in my brain for all of these. Like, what if I finally tried Klarna? Like, still not, don't do it. Still just calm down and get it. Still you know, wait till they come out. Detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel that's like hoarding in advance. Yes. <laughs> all right. Now it's time. Felicidades. Ya se te estaba pasando el tren. ¿Estás contenta? Feliz. Y eso que no te gustan los niños. Que no te truenes los dedos, Valeria. Vas a quedar chueca. Lo que te está pasando es de lo más normal. Cuando uno se convierte en mamá, siente que se está partiendo en dos. Y espérate al parto. Literal. Sientes que se te parten los huesos.
time for our feature presentation. And today we are talking about Husera, the Bone Woman, directed by Michelle Garza Cervera. Nick, what's it about? It is about Valeria has long dreamed about becoming a mother. After learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy, yet something's off. Very short and to the point little synopsis. <laughs> uh, also, like, very, very accurate. Like, this movie starts off weird and just gets, like, starts out feeling ominous and it just only increases. Yeah. It's a very tense movie. Yeah, it starts out with a shot that's ominous and just keeps getting like it starts out big and then just keeps getting tighter, I guess is the best way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts out is in the first part they're going to sort of pray at a at a statue uh, and sort of request this baby that she wants. I think the synopsis is a little misleading, saying that she has long dreamed of because we do learn that that's a more recent dream really maybe she has not long dreamed of becoming a mother but you know the whole crux really is that she's bending what she's wanted to be what society expects very much so it's uh i find it very interesting this is it's worth noting uh this is only our second like completely like subtitled movie um like i mean Mm -hmm trying to count orchestrator of dreams that jean roland documentary but uh the 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 first one was hatching which was our fourth episode which means (laughs) it was exactly a year ago which oh wow yeah apparently we've got Um, a theme (laughs) but uh and also oddly about motherhood yeah very uh yeah this was shot in mexico Hmm. and peru um uh entirely in spanish um yeah, it is it is such an interesting body, also a body horror film. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Which always uh, goes well with pregnancy movies because pregnancy, from what I understand, is a body horror. <laughs> Two people who have not given birth here, but yeah. I think we know enough about it to, to say that much, at least. Being a woman is a body horror, I can tell you that most of the time, so... This is a movie that, like, I feel like, uh, like, this is not a subtle movie. No, no. And it's also, I mean, just right off the bat, content warning, I guess, for, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably watched it or you're not going to, but the content warning is problematic pregnancy, postpartum issues, things like that, that, you know, can be very upsetting for some folks. So. Good. Uh, also, <laughs> bone cracking. If bone cracking bothers you, oh, the sound design of this movie, like the the bone cracking, is so great because, like, I'm I'm. It's like Chekhov's knuckle cracking or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I feel like, like the all of the knuckle cracking and like back cracking and stuff like that is like the ult like the foreshadowing that takes place in this movie um again not subtle but very effective there's also a lot of Chekhov's woodworking tools mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, uh yeah i love the fact that like a lot of the things that happen very early on in the movie are like they will come into play later like mm-hmm. up to include like, so valeria um our our protagonist um like works like making furniture by hand um and mm-hmm then like she literally 
at one point in the movie is giving up the space where she has her like autonomous job for mm-hmm. this forthcoming child um again not subtle but like yes. very uh, like they're not like pointing to it and being like it's not like brought up uh in expository dialogue but like if you're paying attention you're just like uh ooh. yeah 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 like it's definitely she is giving up everything that makes her her to be who she feels like she's expected to be which i think is a very common thing for women and i think even more so a common thing for latina women it's a even greater expectation in that culture i think even than in american culture yeah this this film is all like the major theme is things hidden below the surface uh be they emotions um romantic intentions uh uh, uh, babies or uh, you know literal demons <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's very and it's very much like if you try to force something that isn't meant to be it will go badly think bad things will happen if you try to force a square peg into a round hole so to speak if you try to force yourself to be someone that you're not it it will not go well for you and those around you and it is like <clears throat> It is very literally like Valeria is like not only forcing herself to like be this mother that she may or may not want to be, but she's also like there's definite like queer subtext in this movie as Mm -hmm. well, where it's like there are flashbacks to her, you know, younger self and you find out that, you know, she had her um, she had a, a friend Octavia who was like she wanted to be more than friends with um and then there's there's even foreshadowing of that even before we get that flashback um like where there's that scene where they're like in the beauty parlor parlor that's kind of in that big market area and Mm -hmm. you like see her aunt like hanging out with like all the like late middle-aged aunties drinking like these gigantic like margaritas (laughs) or geladas like yeah ounce like takeaway containers by the way I, I want to hang out with those women yeah i th- those are the golden girls i would like to age into um but like you see like one of the women like kind of like being very physically familiar with her aunt and her aunt is like very like, noticeably like trying to get like her hand off her hip mm-hmm. and you're just like oh that's an interesting thing we're learning more about her family and then it's like oh oh yeah, I mean, her very clearly, like, unmarried, the unmarried aunt, the spinster aunt uh-huh. of lore, you know. With all her friends, who are yeah, also with unmarried. Her, you know, she probably has a long-term roommate, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, just best friends for years. Yeah, it's just, like, the the movie, like, very, it, it does, like, this is obviously, like, a very, like, not, like, a low, low-budget movie, but it is, you know, a low-to-mid-budget film that really makes the most out of performances and like locations and things like that to really get a lot across Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really coming out at a time like and i you know we're seeing more and more movies with this same vibe i think you know and it's not like we haven't been in this time for a while but it's really getting heated now about bodily autonomy bodily autonomy for women so you know, Valeria is essentially like reduced to her womb 
she, you know, has to give up everything to do what's best for the child. She has to give up smoking, which she clearly enjoys. She has to give up her woodworking space. She can't eat all the things that she wants. Her husband is like, doesn't even see her as a person anymore. He sees her as an incubator for the child that he wants. Like she's her only role is making sure this child comes out, you know, and, and that I, that's very of the time of right now of the things that we're dealing with, you know, as a society, honestly. Well, and what's what's so funny, uh, like funny, ironic, not funny, haha, is the idea that like her family so very obviously thinks like you need to be a mother. This is the thing. Yet they but all also you'll be bad at it. Terrible with children, and that yeah. like. Like to the point where like her own sister, it won't let her like babysit because when she was like when Valeria was a child herself, she dropped a baby uh, like mm-hmm. accidentally. And then that kid turned out poorly. And then so she then she babysits and then, you know, terrible things happen. And it's just like, well, this is obviously because you don't you're terrible with children, but and- have one because you're supposed to. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah like, at no point is the argument like, "Oh no, she doesn't want to have children." We totally understand because she fucking sucks at, yeah. ra- at child raising. <laughs> she, no, 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 no. This is a good idea. Um, yeah. I mean, it's honestly, as a woman who has never wanted children and who does not feel particularly comfortable around children, especially in large quantities, who doesn't, unless you're my close friend, I'm not interested in your children. You know, strangers want to tell you about their kids. I don't care. If you're my friend, I care. If not, I'm sorry. I just don't care that much. I'm just, I'm not delighted by children in the way that some people are. And people hate that in a woman. They really do. The absolute stir I caused when I refused to help with kids day at work like just how could you not i'm like well i i don't want to be around children especially children i don't know strangers children i don't want to do it i don't choose to involve myself in teaching i don't choose to be around large groups of children i don't want to and it was just like you may i may as well have said that i think that they should die or something like all i said was that i didn't want to help i didn't you know it's not like i hate children I just don't want to be around large groups of children. You know, I want to be around my friend's children who I know. And and then I want to go home. I don't want to take any of them with me. I don't want to stay the night. And I certainly don't want to be a, in a room full of the children of engineers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like that anti like, um, like authoritarian like not even anti-authoritarianism but i mean like that is obviously a theme but it's like the anti-patriarchal uh, attitude is like one that really like suffuses the the entire like, entirety of this movie um mm-hmm. like because it's like especially like uh there is an article that i read that i can't find right now dang it uh, that uh essentially like uh, the 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 director uh did like this entire uh discussion you, i'll find it and throw it up on our twitter feed when this goes before this goes live um so you can read it but she talks about like the very like specific choices she made with uh the soundtrack and like all of these punk bands like because like it 
like the anti-authoritarianism like in those songs uh and music like contrasts so much with like the very traditional belief structure of like her family and everything um and oh man like that scene in the club like where she sees like the broken legged woman like on mm-hmm. the floor and they just start screaming and everybody nobody reacts because it's yeah. a show yeah yeah and and if like me you are very scared of compound fractures <sighs> prepare yourself <laughs> prepare yourself yeah uh yeah the the that happens very early in the movie and you will be seeing that woman repeatedly throughout the film mm-hmm. so many bones snapping visibly and audibly <laughs> oh, yeah. the sound design in this movie is just like yeah this is one i think would have been great to see in a theater where you have that really intense cocoon of sound that unless you have a home theater you don't really get or if you're watching on headphones maybe you get but in my living room it's not it's not comparable to those situations no um i mean and, and the, the thing about it is like the movie's not like violent per se but it just kind of like assaults you as you go along like both like kind of visually with like the the compound fractures but like all of the sounds like um it's it's very immersive which is one mm-hmm. of the things i really like like you just get like from the opening shot of that shrine like you you start out small like close up on valeria and her mother and then it goes out and then just for the rest of the movie gets closer and closer in and it's also like genuinely scary like when you see the imagery of the quote-unquote the bone woman who is zeroing in on valeria like the imagery is terrifying oh because it's always just not enough not quite enough to really see but enough plenty but not enough, you know, enough for your brain to fill in the gaps in the worst possible ways and be like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that speaks to like an effective use of a small budget. Like, again, mm-hmm. it's just the idea that like this is a movie that gives you just enough like rough edges to just start collecting more things in your brain. And it's yep. just, yeah, I, I we were we both watched this almost simultaneously uh, uh and we're talking about it and it's like yeah this is a movie that legitimately made me like it made my wife uncomfortable to the point where she had to leave because mm-hmm. of the, like the subject matter but like just personally it it was just like god yeah yeah it's definitely one of those where later when it's the middle of the night and you have to get up and go to the bathroom if it comes into your mind you're going to regret having that thought (laughs) because you're going to be looking in the dark corners being like is the bone woman here yeah yeah very effective scares very very good use of reflections uh silhouettes Mm -hmm. Mm uh yeah like this this movie has been uh lauded by a lot of people who like pretty much everyone who's seen it and i think very justifiably so yeah yeah this this was great i really enjoyed it i think uh it's on shutter now if you have shutter what are you waiting for get in there and watch it don't be afraid to read subtitles i don't think we have the kind of crowd who's afraid to read subtitles but but you can do it yeah i know sometimes i resist subtitles because i like to also be like knitting but i'll put it down for a good subtitle here's the thing here's the thing 
if you are doing like Duolingo or Rosetta Stone, like this is the perfect film to practice. Like, because there's like it's not actually a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it is very you know like person to person. And I think it's a it'd be this would be a great film to to watch. Like if you want to work on your Spanish, yeah. As someone who's on an eleven hundred plus day streak, I needed the subtitles, but I could give it a go without looking at the subtitles. See if I can catch some stuff. Yeah. So go see it. Go watch it. Yeah. What else might you recommend that folks watch? Uh, I would like to recommend uh, Titane. Um, which is currently streaming on Hulu. Um, that is uh perhaps a bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like that's it, a wild ride. It involves pregnancy. It involves body horror. Uh, it's 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 a lot more. Uh, it's a Julia de Cornell mo- movie. Um, it makes you wonder if firefighters really do that much dancing. Yeah, really, really, it does. Um. <laughs> Also, another movie about uh, a, a a difficult uh, pregnancy is uh, Swallow, um, which seems to have been coming up lately for some reason or another. I keep like hearing people keep asking me if I've seen it. And I don't know hmm. why this movie that came out like four years ago, people are asking me about. Uh, but it's uh, great. Uh, it is unfortunately only like available on VOD. It's not like streaming anything. Directly. It's worth your couple of bucks, though. It's also kind of a good summer months horror. It's not summer based, but it's very broad daylight horror. Yep. So do you want to watch sunshiny horror about like yeah, yeah. What do you got? Well, both of those would have topped my list, so I had to dig a little bit to figure out a couple more. Uh, so I went with Anti Birth, which I don't think a lot of people have seen. It stars Natasha Lyonne and Chloe Sevigny, and it's a kind of an alien impregnation of natasha leone against her will and of course it's weird and hilarious because she's weird and hilarious and it it's very strange very strange you can catch that on amc plus or Tubi, and then also anything for jackson which falls more it's a more supernatural thing but it does touch on the are you more than your womb and the thing you're creating the person you're creating um as it's a young woman who is pregnant and is kidnapped by a a couple who wants to bring back Jackson. And it gets really scary too. It's got some really scary imagery. It's a very effective horror that if you haven't seen, you should check out. There's a lot of crazy pregnancy horror that exists out there. Uh, A lot. (laughs) uh, Much of it is uh, legitimately good. Honestly. Like, um, I think we've recommended Prevenge before as well. Um, I feel like that, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like that. If you need a laugh, there's one called, I think, Devil Baby? Oh, Hell Baby. Hell Baby, that's it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah we recommended, I think, both of those in a past episode, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, watch those too if you want something uh, yeah. funny that's not... Um, and for the love of everything if you haven't seen rosemary's baby start there man yeah start there no judgment but you'll want to see that one if it makes you feel bad donate ten dollars to races afterwards um there you go yeah that that's what i do every time i play ignition remix (laughs) good call
And now it's time for I'll be right back. We talk about what we got coming up. What do you got on 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 the line? Well, one thing I got is that I just this is something that I didn't think would be a thing, but I just got a Universal Monsters tarot deck for review for downright creepy. So that's awesome. I didn't know people reviewed tarot decks, but the request came through, and as the only person on the staff that does tarot, I think I got I got that email and was like. Yeah, send me a free tarot deck. I'll talk about it. So that should be exciting. And I've only glanced through it, but it's absolutely beautiful. So be on the lookout for that review. And what else do I have? I don't know that I have anything else horror-ish coming up. I think that's about it. How about you? Um, I did an interview with uh Lawrence author Sarah Henning about her new book Monster Camp which is a middle school aged book uh, about a girl who wants to be a monster more than anything else and goes to a uh what she thinks is a larping summer camp for kids who want to pretend to be monsters and it turns out it's actually for monsters oh. so she has to pretend uh it's very charming Sarah Henning uh is also a wonderful uh person to chat with and like that's going to come up in a little bit uh, she's doing a talk at the Johnson County Public Library coming up in July. Other than that, uh, and we'll probably talk about this more on the next episode because it'll be closer to when it actually happens. But the Chattanooga Film Festival keeps announcing all their stuff. And I think I am I got press accreditation for that one to do I it. I didn't remotely. get to cover it this year. I'm sad. Aww. I've done it the last two years, but I didn't get to do it this year. But... Yeah, uh, yeah, I got a lot of like just like trying to watch movies and enjoy myself and just to, like take the summer, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. to do fun stuff. Yeah, try to have a summer. It, yeah, that's very much what it's supposed to be. Cool. Well, we have stickers, those are summery, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah. If you want one or two, you can email us at carnagereportpod at gmail.com and we'll give you an address in which you can send a self-addressed stamped, stamped envelope and we will send you a sticker within that envelope because Sticker Mule sticker mule has great deals. Uh, we also have buttons. I am trying to get better about having them in my pockets when I go out um, because I keep like people are I keep talking about it and then I'm just like, shit. Um, so I need to throw some <laughs> at the very least. What I need to do is I just need to take a baggie and like stick them in my glove box. I'll just mm-hmm. be like, I have to run to the car. I'll be right back. Um, but yeah. Um, also, like, hey, if like this whole email thing is like way too difficult and you don't want to write out an email, just shoot us a message like on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter and like shoot us like and we'll just instantly respond. Yeah. Um, like we're way too connected, both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, shit, if it comes down to it, like, you can, whichever one of us you reach, just, like, shoot a Venmo for, like, a buck, and, like, we'll slap them in the mail, it's fine. Like, yeah. if you want to, like, go to the SASE thing, I realize, like, this might, we might be going a little too old school, even for, <laughs> you know, our, our listeners, so, yeah, like, we have Venmo, we have PayPal, like, we can make this shit happen. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's just for the postage. If you see us in person, yeah. we're happy to give these things out, oh, yeah. so, yeah. I usually have stickers somewhere. Mm-hmm. Same, same. We are trying to create an army here, people. Please help us out. 
All right. So other places you can find us, speaking of all these places that you could be messaging us or telling us your thoughts and feelings, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. We told you the email. We would love to hear your thoughts, your suggestions. What did we say that pissed you off? What did we say that you thought was hilarious? I don't know if we're getting any of those, but you never know. Maybe some inadvertent hilarity. Um, did, Did you like any of these movies? What would you recommend? We want to hear all of it interact give us a follow share us with your friends tell us your friend's weird movie that's streaming on youtube yeah we would love to entertain these (laughs) weird low budget things please all music features in this episode is by my brother steve spacek who you can find on instagram at starling woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com julie where can they find you on socials i am dark humor girl everywhere you're looking um so yeah, that's Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, and Venmo. Not PayPal though. That one you'll have to reach out for. Nick, where are you online? I am Nuthouse Punks on Twitter. I am Nicholas Mouse on Instagram. I am from and inspired on Letterboxd. Um and all kinds of those things. Cool, cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. And we will be talking about Consecration, directed by Christopher Smith. Nick, what's that one going to be about? After the alleged suicide of her priest brother, Grace travels to the remote Scottish convent where he fell to his death. Distrusting the church's account, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about herself. Oh dear, I've been seeing this one already all over everyone's stuff, so I expect you all to have seen it to be able to listen fully to us. (laughs) All that and more on the next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.